Martin Scorsese's The Irishman tells the tale of truck driver Frank Sheeran who is taken under the wing of mob boss Russell Buffalino and Teamsters Union President Jimmy Hoffa as a hitman. Whilst the story itself is incredible, the main selling point of the film is that it's a gangster picture directed by the man who made Goodfellas and Casino and stars veterans of the mafia genre Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro and Harvey Keitel and it is the first and only time these four men have starred in a movie together. The movie is something of a send-off to the gangster genre, a last hurrah if you will. It's also a send-off to the actors in the film, all now at least 70 years old, and this is something reflected in the film itself, as one of the major themes of the movie is growing old and looking back on your life. As the film is a culmination of Scorsese's mob movie career, Naturally it contains many nods and references, some to other films and some to events in real life. I wanted to go through some of the hidden things in The Irishman that I found interesting. I didn't find much and none of them are really that major but there were quite a few things that I did notice and thought were quite interesting. If you spot any easter eggs I missed, don't hesitate to mention in the comments below. Now first of all, I don't want to spend this video listing out all the cameos from actors known for mob movies and Scorsese films, so we'll leave those to a side. As you might expect, given this is a Scorsese Mafia movie, it contains a lot of actors who made their bones in the genre. Some are quite obvious, like Vinny from The Sopranos playing one of Sheeran's early mob associates, Whispers being played by a guy who is in Goodfellas Casinos and The Sopranos, a cameo from Steven Van Zandt who is known for playing Silvio in The Sopranos, and some less obvious ones, like the fact that the shop owner that Pesci talks to about disciplining his son is the same guy that played Pesci's brother in Casino. Or that Craig Vincent, the guy who played Ed Partin who sends Hoffa to jail by wearing a wire, is the same guy who played the cowboy who refused to take his feet off in the table in Casino. These aren't really references anyway, they just happen to be people who were cast in the roles. We could sit here forever talking about how Bo Dietl and Alan Dorfman were both in The Wolf of Wall Street, so let's avoid all of that for now. So some of the things I found interesting were, one where, if you look carefully, you'll notice what I picked up on my second viewing of the film, which is that, oh spoiler alert by the way, the Jimmy Hoffa hit, which the entire movie is centred around, is actually shown in the first three minutes or so of the film. In the opening scene, when old man Sheeran is sitting there beginning his story to us, he talks about painting houses and there is a quick cut to a man getting shot inside a house. If you pause the film, even though you can't see his face, from his head shape and clothes, it's clearly Al Pacino's Jimmy Hoffa meeting his demise which happens around two and a half hours later into the film. Scorsese often shows things that happen towards the end of his movies near the beginning, like the car bombing in Casino for example. But this is one instance where clearly you're not supposed to notice that it's Pacino upon a first watch. How would you anyway? It's a neat little trick. Maybe Scorsese got the idea from Dario Argento's Deep Red, where very famously, when the main character is investigating a murder scene, he walks past the murderer hiding in the background. And I don't think anyone noticed this on their first watch of the movie, but they mention it towards the end of the film. Sticking with the Hoffa hit, and it's not so much a hidden detail, but it is something easily missable. Which is that during a car wash scene, where Frank Sheeran is telling us why he was sent to prison, if you take a close look at his car, he has a Where's Hoffa sticker, with a number to call if you know anything. Obviously, 
Shirun was the man who secretly killed Hoffa himself, and the sticker is there to keep up appearances. But I think the addition of this adds to the guilt and weight the Hoffa murder had on Shirun, in that not only did he kill his close friend, not only did he phone up Hoffa's wife and feign comfort for her, but he also had to act and drive around like he's actively working to find out where Hoffa is. He must have felt like such a hypocrite and really low about himself, as shown when he brings up the phone call many years later to the priest towards the end of the film. Another little reference in the movie, and I like this one, is during a scene where Shirun is talking in his office with a union man. Behind Shirun's desk, there's a photo of a kangaroo and a man doing a fighting pose. A little humorous photo to add a bit of world building, you might think, but this is actually a reference to a part in the book The Irishman is based on. In the novel I Heard You Paint Houses, Sheeran tells a funny story set before he was inducted into the Mafia but after he returned from World War II, when he was looking to make a bit of extra cash by doing odd jobs here and there. He and his friend attended a circus where they were giving cash prizes for anyone who could last in the ring with a kangaroo, and Sheeran ends up fighting the kangaroo. His soon-to-be wife was in the crowd watching and he was looking to impress her, and the story is pretty funny in the book because Sheeran says he never noticed the boxing glove on the kangaroo's tail, and every time he floored the kangaroo, it would smack him with his tail, but he couldn't work out where the blow was coming from. His friend told him it was the referee who was hitting him because he was racist, and the next time the kangaroo tail whips Sheeran, the Irishman launches himself at the ref, the ref's people defend him, Sheeran's friends jump in, and a massive brawl start. It's pretty funny. Another interesting detail is this character, the fairy named Fairy. Joe Pesci sends De Niro on a job which involves meeting this man, and although his involvement in the film is minimal, he provides a chuckle with his big weird eyebrows. It's interesting to note also that Joe Pesci himself played this character in Oliver Stone's JFK, released in 1991. Interesting coincidence. You might have picked up on the fact that director Martin Scorsese has a cameo in the film. It's something he often does, having been in the likes of Taxi Driver, The King of Comedy, Hugo, amongst numerous other films of his own. You never actually see him, but if you pay attention to the scene where Shirun is sued for stealing meat from his company, the voice that says, all rise, court is in session, is Martin Scorsese's. The next one is very easy to miss, but during the you're late confrontation between Jimmy Hoffa and Tony Pro, Hoffa has a green bottle next to him. If you read what it says, it says Canada Dry. Ring any bells? Well, near the beginning of the movie, just after Sheeran escapes punishment in court for the meat incidents, when he meets Russell Buffalino again in the restaurant, the lawyer Bill Buffalino tells him that Russell used to work as a mechanic at the Canada Dry Bottling Company. This small detail probably has an in-universe explanation too, as seeing as though Russell was a mob boss, no doubt he had some racket going on with regards to the company he used to work for, maybe getting drinks for free, and that's why these guys are drinking from Canada Dry Bottles. Here's another one. When De Niro's truck breaks down and he's stuck, he's stuck outside a place called Stuckies. Yeah. Anyway, this character, Alan Dorfman, he is the guy who controls the Teamsters pension fund for Jimmy Hoffa in the film. In his first scene, a freeze frame pops up, telling us that he was shot eight times in a parking lot in real life. Though the death is not shown in the film, in a way it is shown in another Scorsese gangster movie. In Casino, the character of Andy Stone is one who is prominent in the underworld workings of the casino. He works closely with the bosses of the mafia, 
though he himself is not Italian and therefore is not a part of La Cosa Nostra. When the heat gets too hot for the mob and they begin to kill anyone who knows too much information, Andy Stone is one of the men murdered. This character is actually based on Alan Dorfman, and if you remember, Stone was also shot eight times in a parking lot. Dorfman is believed to have been killed in real life for similar reasons that Stone was. And there's actually numerous connections between the Irishman and other Scorsese mob films, like the Teamsters being mentioned in Casino. It was from the Teamsters that the mob got the loans to build real estates and casinos, a major plot point of the Irishman when Jimmy Hoffa tries to take back control of the Teamsters' funds. And De Niro's character in both Casino and the Irishman explains to us that the mob went to the Teamsters for cash for their casinos. The two films are linked quite heavily in their history. In fact, now that I mention it, in one trial that could have sent Dorfman to prison before the star witness was assassinated, one of the other men indicted was Tony Spilotro, who is the guy Nicky Santoro is based on, the guy who Joe Pesci played in Casino. There's loads of other Irishman references in Scorsese films. Crazy Joe Gallo, a character in The Irishman, is actually mentioned in Goodfellas during a Henry Hill voiceover. And funnily enough, in De Niro's first scene in The Goodfellas, he refers to himself as The Irishman when he says, The Irishman is here to steal all your guineas money. Another one, and I'm guessing that most people know this, is that the character who Jim Norton plays in The Irishman, the comedian, is Don Rickles. Rickles really did perform during Gallo's birthday. Apparently the jokes he tells in the film are the same ones he told on that night, and he is said to have been invited to Umberto's clam house by Gallo, where Gallo would later be murdered, but Rickles turned down the offer. Anyway, as I'm sure most know, the real Don Rickles was very close to De Niro and Scorsese, and Scorsese cast him as the casino manager in Casino, where he had a prominent but not a very talkative role. And finally, again, one that I imagine most know anyway, is something I found a little amusing, which is that Crazy Joe Gallo, just after he disrespects Russell Buffalino and is ushered away by Frank Sheeran, says to Sheeran, Rickles is the only one who can make jokes. Gallo is played by Sebastian Maniscalco, who, of course, in real life, is a comedian. So I hope you enjoyed these. I know some of them are very obvious, but I think there's quite a few good ones. If you found any that I missed, let me know in the comments below, and thanks for watching.